Welcome to the American Railroading Podcast, brought to you by the Revolution Rail Group, live from the great state of Texas. We'll discuss a wide range of topics related to the railroad industry, from regulatory items and the challenges our industry faces, to passenger rail excursions, and recognizing U.S. Armed Forces veterans in our industry. Join us as we educate, entertain, and explore the world of American railroading. Here's your host, industry veteran, Don Walsh. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the American Railroading Podcast. I am your host, Don Walsh, President and CEO of the Revolution Rail Group, the anchor sponsor for the American Railroading Podcast. And once again, folks, I have to start out by saying thank you so much for your listening, for your viewing, for your downloads and your subscriptions to the American Railroading Podcast. Believe it or not, in the last couple of weeks, we had hit the top 40, the American top 40 for podcasts in our genre, which is absolutely incredible. And we've also broached the top 20 in Australia for podcasts in our genre, which is unbelievable, truly. And that's only two countries out of the 17 that have downloaded our podcast so far. So folks, thanks to you, we are global and it is amazing. And we love that you enjoy our content. We're going to continue to provide content that you enjoy. So thank you so much. And I also want to thank those of you that have helped to support the podcast. So in the last episode, we talked about the fact that you can do a uh, buy me a cup of coffee on our website. So if you go to AmericanRailroading.net, you click on a little yellow coffee cup in the bottom left-hand corner, and you can buy us a cup of coffee to support the podcast, and it goes to help our endeavors. So you can buy one cup, three cup, five cups, or 10 cups. They're $5 each. And for those of you that have already done it, thank you so much. Those of you that like to do it, please don't feel obligated. But if you'd like to, it will certainly go to help. And you can become a part of our support team along the way and join us on our journey. And then the last thing I wanted to say is that we always have a little nugget or tidbit at the end of each episode where we give some information out that you wouldn't hear during the episode, whether it's about the upcoming episode or something else that we'd like you to know about. So I ask a lot of folks, hey, do you ever listen? Did you hear this? Did you hear that? Most people say no, that they they end up um, stop listening after we say goodbye to our guests. So please make sure that you listen all the way through to the end because there's always something of interest for you in the end. So with that, the episode from last week, episode three, we talked, or last month, I should say, episode three, we talked about having an episode based on our veterans and, and showing our support for our veterans. And that's what today's episode is going to be all about. And I come from multi-generations of military background. My grandfather on my dad's side is a um, Purple Heart recipient and Bronze Star recipient in the Army. I've been involved with several veterans organizations over the years in the different states that I've lived in. And since coming to Texas, coming to the Houston area, I've become familiar in, with a uh, organization here called Boots for Troops based out of Tomball, Texas, that uh, is near and dear to my heart. And we we're lucky enough to have them with us today. So we're going to talk to them in just a moment. But before we get to that... I wanted to talk about the relationship between the railroad and the military. Um, the Association of American Railroads at AAR.org state that the railroads and the U.S. military together are stronger together. One key takeaway that they've noted is that railroads have been a vital partner in U.S. military operations for nearly 200 years that they have transported troops and supplies, hauled raw materials and weapons for planes and continue to actively uh, hire veterans in the industry, which I know that they do. And that's something we're going to talk about in future episodes as well, the different railroad organizations that have a, a specific veterans hiring program, which I think is, is incredible. Also, according to an article from the Bureau of Transportation Statistics at bts.gov from November 10th of 2020 called Transportation Puts Veterans in the Driver's Seat, 
of the approximately 9 million veterans employed across the U.S. economy in 2019, 10.3% of them, or almost 926,000 people, uh, were occupants directly involved in transportation or occupations, I should say, uh, directly involved in transportation, which was significantly higher than their non-veteran counterparts, of whom only 6.2 were involved in transportation. So, folks, there's nearly 1 million veterans involved in transportation, of course, of which railroad is a part of that. So, needless to say, we have a lot of veterans in our industry. And in this episode, we're going to talk to one organization that gives back to those enlisted, as well as to our veterans with programs that they offer. And that brings us to our guest for today. So our guest for today is Jimmy Rogers. He is a dear friend of mine, as well as co-founder, president, and executive director of Boots for Troops here in Tomball, Texas. Uh, Jimmy is a Navy veteran, joined the Navy in 2011 and was deployed in 2015 as part of Operation Enduring Freedom and Operation Iraqi Freedom. Jimmy earned his Bachelor of Arts degree in entrepreneurship from the American Military University. During his military service, he earned promotions at every opportunity and received the Navy and Marine Corps Uh, Achievement Medal, Military Good Conduct Award, and Military Letter of Commendation. Jimmy also has been presented the Hometown Hero Award by Modern Woodsmen of America. Boots for Troops has also been featured on multiple news outlets, including Great Day Houston, Texas Metal, and the Wrangler Network. In his free time, Jimmy enjoys cheering on local Houston sports teams like our beloved Astros and spending time with his wife, Lindsay, who's also co-founder and director of operations of Boots for Troops and their dog, Astro. So with that, Jimmy, welcome to the American Railroading Podcast. Thanks for having me, Dom. Glad to be here. And you know what, Jimmy? I love you, man. I love you too. <laughs> you just made me sound really cool. I'm actually not that cool, but yes, I, it I sounds think, cool when you read it. <laughs> I, I think you are. And so for those that don't know where the I love you man comes from, I am uh, in perfect uh, transparency here. I'm yeah. a volunteer and committee member for Boots for Troops concert in the country. And the first time that I met, not met you, but the first time I was at a meeting with you, you were laying out the ground rules for the volunteers. And you, one of the first things you said is I expect you to say that you love each other. And that's really incredible. Um, you don't hear that very often, especially in business you know, organizations anymore. When I first took over a facility in Atchison, Kansas, is a perfect example. Um, it was a group, of, wonderful group of people, still friends with many of them today, um, but they were struggling, you know, and it was really just a matter of making some tweaks and improvements sure. here and there. But I remember the first meeting I had when we were making our way out of the ashes, so to speak. Yeah. And I said, you know, I love you guys. And it just came out. I didn't mean to say it. I didn't plan on saying it. It just came out that way. And the look on everybody's faces was <laughs> it's like I had a third eyeball. There's something about that word, Isn't, love, yeah. that just really hits you in your chest. So um, any team I've ever been a part of, all the best teams I've been a part of military, civilian life, is they've all lo- we've all loved each other. And yeah. that's what's made what made us achieve what we wanted to achieve. So yeah, I truly believe in that. <clears throat> yeah. And it shows. It really yeah. does. And we'll talk about this some more as we go on. Um, is there anything that I missed that you want to share with folks about yourself? Or we'll, we'll get oh, more man. into Boots for Troops. You want me to brag about myself a little bit? If you want to. <laughs> no, I'm good. You did a great job. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> so I have to ask, what made you decide to create Boots for Troops in 2015? I was, I was deployed with the Navy and uh, I was lucky that I was getting stuff from back home. Mm-hmm care packages. Uh, one thing that I realized when you're away from home, you're missing family, like a lot of our service members are, is when you do get something from home or mail call, um, it's it can just change your whole mindset and your whole day. Uh, it really helps you push through the difficult times to get a letter or a, you know, just something from home because <clears throat> that's what you miss home. Um, so like I said, I was getting stuff, mm-hmm. but there was people in my work center and that I were uh, serving with that didn't get anything. 
And uh, originally the plan was, and it still is, was to target those uh, lower ranking service members away from home, missing their family, who didn't have the support back home. So <clears throat> that was one of the reasons. The other reason was I wanted to, um, we the care packages that we did get from other organizations, although it was a great, um, you know, you're always grateful for anything that's sent. Mm-hmm. But the boxes were full of, uh, like, leftover items from department stores. Uh, The quality of the box wasn't there. So just had an ideal to make a package that was uh, custom-built to each individual instead of, you know, mass-producing. So we wanted to get to know the service member, what they were missing from home. If they were from Green Bay, we'd get them a Packers jersey. Or, you know, if if they had a certain bakery in their hometown that they loved the cookies from, we'll go – you know, to that bakery and, and ask them to send us some cookies to send in that package. So we go to great lengths to really customize so that when they get that box, they're like, wow, somebody, somebody back home made this just for me. Yeah. And they really do care about that. I'm here serving and, and protecting our country. So um, that was kind of like the, where the original, the idea originated. Yeah. Which is really heartwarming to hear <laughs> that. And you put that much thought into it as well. And, and I remember you telling me, you know, in the past that you remember the looks on people's faces when you opened your care package yeah. and they didn't have one. So, um, yeah. And so I believe you started the go- with a GoFundMe page while you were still enlisted. Is that correct? Yeah. And the, the story behind the organization is kind of remarkable. It's the ultimate American dream story. I know it's a nonprofit, but if you think about business, either for-profit or nonprofit, it's kind of this, they're both, I mean, it's all business. They're both businesses, but um, it was a dream. The organization was a dream. Uh, we'd started as a GoFundMe page trying to raise money for the startup, uh, for the formation of the organization, the website, all the you know things that you do when you start a business. <clears throat> and then we were just living on a prayer and a dream that maybe one day this would be big enough that people will support it and we can help a lot of people. <clears throat> so, yeah, it started, it started as a GoFundMe page. <laughs> yeah. And so I have to ask, what was Lindsay's reaction when she found out that you did that overnight? <laughs> you must have watched the video. <laughs> and well, and I've heard this story myself, and I'm, I know our listeners haven't. <laughs> so we talked about the organization through email, um, and I think she thought I was going to wait till I got home. Mm-hmm. Like I was going to concentrate on my deployment and what I was doing there. And then when I got home, we would start something. Well, just the crazy, crazy guy that I am, I guess, got bored one night and said, you know what? I'm not going to wait any longer. I'm going to do this right now, right here. So um, I, I started to go fund me and went to sleep. We were on opposite sides of the world. Mm-hmm. So when I went to sleep that night, I always came back to work the next day and I would have an email from her. Just that's just how it kind of worked, the mm-hmm. cycle. <clears throat> and when I told her in the email that I launched the GoFundMe, she was like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this right now? Why couldn't you wait till you got home? You need to be focused on your job and what you're doing over there. And I'm like, you're probably right, but yeah. oh, well, it's already done now. So let's just go with it. Well, that's and, right. Uh, and you said you prayed about it too, yeah, right? Absolutely. And, and where God guides, God provides, I believe. Absolutely. So, that's great. I was in the military. The mil- Prayer got me to the military. So, mm-hmm. and then prayer brought me boots for troops. Yeah. Yeah. And then prayer brought you safely home as well. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. So take us through the first days of Boots for Troops, if you would, and how you and Lindsay got this wonderful organization off the ground, because I'm sure it was quite an effort. Uh, the, in, the, in, the, in the founding days, and you know, you're talking seven, eight years ago, I remember our first fundraiser was here locally. We have a night called Tomball Night, mm-hmm. and it's a night where everybody in the community comes out, and a lot of small businesses will set up tents and vendor booths, and you can walk the streets and everybody's out having a good time. <clears throat> so we set up a table at Tomball night and we printed the most ugly <laughs> t-shirts you could ever think of. Literally just like box letters on the left chest said boots for troops. Mm-hmm. And uh, people came by and shook our hand and um, we sold 
some t-shirts. I think we raised like two or 300 bucks and we were just extremely excited that we raised any amount of money. Yeah. And um, so that was our first fundraiser. And anytime you're a new organization, it's, it's always difficult to, it's challenging to get the big companies behind you and get the, the community behind you. You have to, you have to have a story. You have to show them what you're doing. And so we invested some of our own money in the beginning. We, we bought our, the first couple of care packages ourselves. Oh, wow. Just to prove, just so we could show people like, hey, this is what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And then when we started getting the testimonials back from the, like we were sending packages to my friends. Mm-hmm. That's how we kind of started the, to make the communication with the military. And then it kind of spread like wildfire. But in the beginning, we were sending packages to friends and people we knew that were deployed through my military service. Yeah. And uh, just just building a story and getting the pictures back and then people wanted to get more involved. And it yeah. kind of just built from there. You know, and I've always wondered, are branches of the military involved as well? Do you get support in that way as well? In what? And are, well, like, do they? I know there was one massive delivery you did, and I want to say it was to an aircraft carrier or something. And there's got to be help that they must provide in getting things to people, I would think. So, <clears throat> logistically, um, it's pretty much just mailing it to an address. Okay. Um, you know, the, we've had commands, and every branch of the military have reached out. And said, hey, like a lot of times during the holidays, mm-hmm. hey, we got, you know, 30, 40 soldiers over here. Can you send 30, 40 boxes? Okay. Um, but the military, our, our, I guess, partnership with the military has not been direct, like with the government or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's mostly just, um, you In know. An individual. Yeah. 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 Okay. And your mission statement is the mission of Boots for Troops is to uplift and empower the overall morale and mental well-being of deployed service members defending our freedom. And I know that uh, many of our listeners have served, but for those of us who haven't, can you take a moment and share the impact? And I know you touched on a little bit, the impact of receiving a care package can have on someone's well-being and frame of mind. Yeah, I can speak, I can speak for myself and I can speak for letters that I've gotten. Um, for myself, it's just like I said earlier, you know, when you get that, when you hear, like when you're on a ship and you hear, you know, mail call, mail call, and you, somebody, we usually send a representative to the mailroom to pick up mail for our work center. Everybody's really excited and they're anxious. Like they're waiting for the mail to come back and because they can't wait to see if they got something. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I'm, I'm seriously mean it when I say that um, it'll, it can just make your whole day. Like it can really just help you push through. There's a lot of difficult times and days when you're away Mm -hmm. you know you're working 16 hours a day you don't see your family you're you're tired you're it's just it's a huge challenge so that box or that mail that care package really can just like boost you to the next level or keep you keep you going man yeah and then and a test mail that i got back that's always um i'll never forget is we had a we had a, a sailor send us a, a message back after he got his package from us and said that his care package literally saved his life Wow. On a day where he was just about ready to be done, he said, this care package saved my life. He wrote that in the letter. <clears throat> wow. So if you can take just those words and realize what, what these packages mean, yeah, like you saved a life. <clears throat> so um, I like to say we saved a life. It's It's a big team effort. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why it's so important when uh, we talk about packages, when we're at events and things like that, for sure. people to sponsor, is that they're making a, uh, a big change in people's lives. And the impact that they make is immeasurable. And you'd be, like, when we get requests, you these these kids that are over there, they pour their hearts out mm-hmm. in these requests about what they're doing and what they're missing. And then they're just so grateful. Yeah. And then at the end, a lot of them will say just, anything you send, I'll be grateful for. 
Well, that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about is um, that whole process. So what is the process? Uh, does somebody send you a letter? Uh, how does that work? So on our website, there's a, uh, there's a link you can click and you can request it. It's called, it says request a care package. You can fill that link out yourself if you're deployed. Or if you're a family member of somebody who's deployed, you can go on there and request a package for your son, daughter, niece, nephew, or whatever. Okay. You're just some information you're going to have to have, like their mailing address and certain things like that. Yeah. And can you give our listeners an idea of how many care packages Boots for Troops has sent out since the beginning in 2016? Since the beginning? <clears throat> it's on our website. There's like a, there's a counter. Mm-hmm. But I would tell you right now, um, we probably send them on average about 100 a month. Wow. So we're sending, you know, close to a little over a thousand a year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what I try to tell people is these care packages and something we've left out is they also come with new pairs of combat boots. Okay. Every box comes with a new pair of boots. That's why it's boots for troops. So the service member chooses a pair of uniform combat boots from our partnership company, tacticalgear.com. And so the value of each box with shipping can be 300 to $350. So <clears throat> we don't, we've never, so one of the, focus points we've had since we started is we'll never send more packages just to send more packages. We we're about quality over quantity. Yeah. We want the impact to be made when you get the box. So, and if we've expanded some services in the organization and we do some, some other different programs. So <clears throat> right now we do about a hundred a month on average. Okay. And um, they don't have to be combat boots necessarily, right? They can be whatever type of boot that they're looking for. That is correct. So one of the questions we always get is, what well, doesn't the military provide boots? Right. <clears throat> well, yes, the military does provide boots. Um, now, when you're in a deployment status, uh, supply and demand can be a little bit more challenging. So maybe they're out of the sizes. But we get a lot of requests from uh, service members, or we get testimonials back where they say, man, I really needed these boots. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly. Um, so, yeah, it's the box is about morale. It's not about supply. It's right. about boosting the morale. So. Uh, that's what people we try to tell our donors to focus on that we're, we're boosting the morale. Well, and I never realized that the military didn't supply boots after the first pair. Oh, they do. Oh, they do. Yeah. You, okay. And I think like you can get issued like one pair a year or something like Got that. It. But you may need more than that. You know, those, some boots can wear down in six months though, if you're in employment status. But again, it's, it is about morale and not supply. Got it. We're not a supply. We don't, we're not gapping the bridge on a supply chain. Mm-hmm. So, you're boosting morale, yeah, which makes a big difference. And one of the favorite things to that point um, that you share with us all the time is the testimonials. And you mentioned it earlier um, that you, for the folks that receive the care packages. So what does it mean to you personally to read their testimonials? And do you have a favorite one that comes to mind? Yeah. Um, so the one I just mentioned about saving his life is one that I'll never forget. Um, but, uh, man. I, I don't do a really good job of taking the time sometimes to just, cause it's, we're so busy. Mm-hmm. I don't take the time to really stop and think how awesome it is. Every now and then I'll get one and I'll be like, man, you know, that's, that's pretty amazing. And it'll move you emotionally. <clears throat> but um, I love getting the, I love getting the, the pictures and the testimonials back. The really cool thing about it is the staff, when they pack the boxes and they put a football, like there was this one, um, where we put like some toys and footballs and ball or soccer balls, whatever in a box. And mm-hmm. this guy was serving in Djibouti, Africa. Mm-hmm. And he had asked in his request form that he get, he wanted to play with the local kids. There's a lot of local kids around and he wanted to throw the football with them or kick the soccer ball or whatever. So yeah. we sent it over there and then he sent us a picture back of throwing the ball with the kids. Really? And it was like, wow, you can remember putting that ball in the box and now you see it on the other side of the world and it's making an impact not only in the service member's life, 
but in these kids' life too. Yeah. And it's like, man, that's really cool. <laughs> and imagine the impact you're making on them. Yeah, exactly. Because, wow. you know, a lot of those kids, they look up to the American soldier mm-hmm. when they see it. So it just goes back to like being American where these soldiers, they, they don't even, th- they're, even though they're over there, they're still thinking about other people. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's a testament to our, to our soldiers and our, our service members. It absolutely is. And Boots for Troops also provides other programs such as travel assistance. So can you take a minute and kind of share what the travel assistance program is and mm-hmm. what they provide? Yep. So our travel assistance is basically if you are, I think it's, there's eligibility requirements. I think it's E4 and below. Um, if you have not been home to your hometown in more than two years, uh, you can request to go home for Christmas or Thanksgiving or a holiday. Um, and we will fly you. We fly the service member home to be with their family on Christmas morning or Thanksgiving where they can spend time. Uh, and then we fly them back. No cost to the service member. Okay. Uh, we know how important it is that when you're away from your family that long, that you go home and see family and kind of just be around the family and then get back to refocusing on uh, whatever your job is. Mm-hmm. Something else we do with the travel assistance program is emergency uh, travel. So if somebody loses an immediate family member, mother, father, uh, brother, sister, grandparent, they can request travel assistance to fly home for the, to be there for the funeral. <clears throat> we just had a Marine mother at the gala last weekend come fly in to uh, give a live testimony in front of our donors about us helping to get her son home to spend the last six days with his father mm. before he passed. And she talked about how he'll never forget those six days. And the only reason he was able to be there is through our program Yeah, to see his dad one last time and spend those crucial six days that he'll never forget. <clears throat> so that's what we do with our travel assistance program. That's amazing. And uh, wow. And I'm sure that was heartwarming to hear. And there was uh, a lot of tears, probably a little room. emotional. Yeah. A lot of tears in the room. Absolutely. Uh, another wonderful service that you offer um, is the Jimmy Rogers, appropriately named the Jimmy Rogers <laughs> Military Spouse Sp- Scholarship Program, uh, which per the Boots for Troops website is uh, designated to help the spouse of an active military man or woman gain their education. This will help set the family up for stronger future together. So can you walk us through the uh, military, um, the, the spouse scholarship program and how someone can apply? for that sure so <laughs> growing up i never thought i would uh be able to graduate college i just didn't have the you know coming out of high school just partying and not focusing on what i need to focus on and i watched all my friends graduate college and all of them would you know it's almost like a teasing thing where they you know you're not smart enough to go to college or whatever <laughs> i'm like okay i'll show you we so, know better than that <laughs> yeah so um, you know, I still value education. I think it's, I think there's a lot of value in education still. So when I was able to graduate college, um, and, and kind of get that chip off my shoulder and prove everybody that I could <laughs> graduate college. <laughs> and I'm actually the first one in my family to graduate college. Really? So it was okay. a huge accomplishment milestone for our family. Yeah. But education is important to me. And I thought there's a lot of talk about, uh, veteran suicide as they transition back into civilian life. So how do so everybody's brainstorming? How do we set military families up for a better future? Um, and the idea I had was, well, why don't, cause I saw it on active duty. I saw spouses sitting around while their husband or wife served and just kind of just being there to support, but they could have took advantage of that time to go to college as well. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them didn't have the money to, to do it. <clears throat> so my idea was let's get some of these spouses that are, hanging around for four years on active duty with their and supporting their spouse, they could be going to a university or a trade school to get a, to learn a skill or a trade too. So that when they decide they're going to get out of the military and get back into civilian life, 
now both uh, members of the family have some sort of skill or training so they can both start a career and help with the financial. As we know, it's hard in this world. Yeah. <laughs> Especially you have kids in a family or a young family. It almost take we know it, it takes two people. <clears throat> so um, if there's anything I wanted my name on when I died, I want to be able to see people go and, and be able to go to college and get her, get their education. So that's why we launched the spouse program. We launched it last year and uh, we gave away our first two scholarships. And one of the scholarships we gave away, the young lady was able to graduate. She was like in a nine month program okay. for esthetician school, mm -hmm. which is like skincare, I guess. Mm -hmm. She completed her entire program and we funded the entire program. So she graduated from that trade school, um, and now she's starting her career as an esthetician through our scholarship program. So wow. success in the first year is uh, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, and what a blessing it is for her yeah. and her family. And well. it was Coast Guard family, so okay. we just don't have a lot of, we don't get a lot of requests in other programs for the Coast Guard, so it was really cool to see the Coast Guard, us to be able to do something for a Coast Guard family. Yeah, like that. yeah, that's really neat. Because although, you know, that's the Navy's little little sister. We still we still love the Coast Guard. <laughs> <I'm just playing. laughs> That's Jimmy that said that. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. My, my friend Don doesn't endorse that. We lo Don loves all branches equally. <laughs> but I'm Navy guy, so I got to give the Coast Guard a hard time. Well, and we have friends listening, and they know who they are that are still involved in the Coast Guard, even oh, yeah. though they're working in the railroad industry. That cool. yeah, that I know personally. So they'll get the joke. I know they will. <laughs> I know they will. So I can honestly say that you and Lindsay are two of the busiest, hardest working people that I know with all the Boots for Troops care package programs. You're doing the parties, the events, the uh, appeal for a purpose with crawfish. Those of, those of you that love crawfish, you would love those events. And you can truly feel the love and the caring. We mentioned love several times now, but you can truly feel the love and caring that you both put into everything you do. And it's clear that you both truly enjoy what you're doing. Uh, what would you say is the most rewarding thing that, and it's probably a hard answer, but what would you say is the most rewarding thing about what you do with Boots for Troops? That's an easy answer is for it? me, actually. Yeah, it's the people. It's the people that I get to be around, and and you know, <clears throat> the people that are, and you've been around them yourself, Don. And you know, we have a family culture, mm -hmm. so the people that we that help us achieve all this stuff, um, they're just great people. And sometimes you can lose faith in in humanity and, and society, but when you get around these people that are that are in our group, it's like man, you, you don't lose faith. You believe that there's so many good people out there still. Yeah. So I love being around the, the, <clears throat> the people and the committee and just the love. I always find it very, um, it always amazes me how all these people that come to help at these events and the committees like you and the stuff that you guys do for us, you're all doing it out of the kindness of your heart. There's no financial uh, gain for you guys. It's literally people that say, hey, I want to make a difference in the world. And, the, and it's just the people are amazing. Yeah, it really keeps you keeps you um, involved and and excited. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and it is for me as well, and yeah. for all the volunteers, I think. And so I mentioned events, and you're you're constantly hosting events, and with two of the biggest being the Boots and Suits Gala, which, as you mentioned, just happened here recently mm -hmm. in Conroe, Texas, uh, at Margaritaville, and the concert in the country, which takes place in a beautiful farm in Magnolia, Texas, in October. And while they both have the same ultimate goal, they're very different events. Um, so can you take a moment and share with our listeners uh, a little bit about each event and maybe some of the guest speakers and um, headliners that you've had? Yeah, so I'll start with the gala because the gala was something that, when, if I'll take you back to 2015 when I'm on the aircraft carrier, I'm on the flight deck um, and we're doing a FOD walk down, which is 
some of you veterans listening will understand, will know, Navy veterans will know what FOD down is. It's you're walking the deck to look for any, you know, metal screws, things on the deck that may get sucked into an airplane intake or something. So uh, on that, I can remember walking one day and thinking, what kind of event do I want to put on that to raise money? And my vision at that time, this was before we had one donor or sponsor was a gala, an event mm-hmm. where people could dress nice, get in a suit or a tux and, you know, their date could be in a gown or, or whatever and, and get a fun date night. And we all have a nice dinner and we have guest speaker and we raise money and do a live auction. And <clears throat> that was all like what I was dreaming of. And then now just last weekend, we were in our seventh annual mm-hmm. gala. So the gala is a formal event. It's think of like a red carpet, just a really cool, fun, get dressed up and uh, celebrate the accomplishments of the organization for the past year. Mm-hmm. And then our concert is... um it's a, I like to call it a pasture party. <laughs> so if you're, if you're a country person or something like that, you know, just imagine a big country pasture and a stage put in it and some fencing put up and then everybody just comes out and listens to great music and uh, has a good time and raises money for the, the charity. We've had some really cool people play it. Uh, Easton Corbin, Tracy Lawrence. We've had Clay Walker, um, <sighs> Pat Green. Josh Ward. I mean, so many great names. Yeah. Uh, and we've had some amazing speakers at our gala. Uh, Marcus Luttrell, Taya Kyle, Chris Kyle's wife. Um, we just had the, this last weekend we had uh, Colonel Tillman, who was the Air Force One pilot on 9-11, who flew Bush on 9-11, which he was outstanding. Yeah. Um, if you're looking to book a speaker, I highly recommend him. People were just on the edge of their seat. <clears throat> and it was, uh, you know, we just had some really good, uh, I guess celebrities that have been a part of it and helped us uh, achieve what we've achieved. So yeah, these events are fun and they, and they raise a lot of money to keep us, keep the doors open and keep us doing what we're doing. Well, and I think it speaks volumes to their belief in what you're doing as well, that sure. they're willing to participate. Um, Cause as you said, these are some pretty heavy hitters sure. that are participating. Um, so speak- just real quick, yeah. that's kind of always been my, you know, I get a lot of people to ask, how'd you grow the, the charity? Cause a lot of people want to start charities. It's a very difficult thing to grow it, but I've always been the kind of go for the home run kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So um, once I feel like we're in a position to take the, <laughs> take the swing, then I'll, then I take the swing, you know, <laughs> early on people were like, you need to connect with Marcus Luttrell cause he lives in your area and you guys, he needs to know what you're doing. Like, you know, for the first couple of years. And I said, it'll happen organically whenever the right time comes, me and Marcus will, will get together and we'll, he'll be a part of it in some way. So just kind of letting those relationships evolve naturally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so since we're talking about concert in the country, uh, can you give us some breaking news on who's going to be in the lineup this oh, year? Oh man, look at you! <laughs> you're really trying to get you're really trying to get the views, aren't I'm you? I'm just saying. <laughs> Tune in to the American American Railroading Podcast to find out who. I don't think I can do that yet. Only okay. reason I say that is because I don't know contractually what the what my release date is. On I'm that. just teasing, yeah. but I'll tell you off the off the. Okay, mind. sounds good. <laughs> I know one of them. All right, I know one of them. <laughs> Um, so both are tremendous events and for a great cause and a whole lot of fun, as you said. So I really encourage folks, if they're in the Houston area or traveling through Houston or want to just come visit, please check out these events and all the events that Boots for Troops puts on. So we mentioned this a little bit earlier about volunteers. So to do everything that Boots for Troops does in a year, I mean, it's a lot of stuff and it, and it takes a, a village, right? Uh, yeah, of dedicated volunteers. And I tell people the best thing about volunteering, in my opinion, is that it's free. And yet uh, the joy that you get in return is immeasurable. 
And uh, can you take a moment and share with our audience the impact that volunteers have made on an organization like Boots for Troops? Yeah, so I've always told people um, there's something special about the heart of a volunteer because, you know, just again, we talked about it a few minutes ago. These people have no financial gain. They're literally doing it out of the kindness of the heart. And a lot of people, they volunteer for something that they're close to. So they have a family member that served or their husband or spouse was in the military. There's other charities like, you know, we have so many issues that nonprofits cover hungerness, homelessness, mm-hmm. and volunteers are the, always the backbone of every organization. So when I'd say we literally can't do <laughs> what we do without them, I mean that like they're just as important as myself as the president and founder. So, um, I mean, I could spend an hours and hours and we have some great ones, Joe Bryant. I mean, you know, Joe, yeah. um, I shouldn't start naming names because I'm going to miss somebody. I, Joe is a pass because every, we know that Joe's like a legend in yeah. the organization. And but, he is. Um, there's so many of them that are just, they're just amazing people. Without and him. my thing with the volunteers, what I've realized, and not just with volunteers, really in life in general, is the, um, when you're able to show your appreciation for the people that help you achieve what you achieve, it goes a long way in keeping those people around. So, I've had volunteers come from other organizations and they say, you know, I went and volunteered all day long and nobody said, thank you. Nobody uh, showed me any sort of appreciation. So it's a, it's a value of mine. It's a value of the organization that we show appreciation to each other. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have our annual appreciation party where we bring all you guys together and we say, this is volunteer of the year, committee member of the year, you know, and we give away awards and prizes because we want to recognize the efforts that you guys give. Yeah. And I encourage everyone that's able-bodied and has spare time, wherever you are in, in the world that are listening right now, I encourage you to volunteer. And I think you'd agree uh, for an organization of your choosing um, near you. I think it's uh, it's one heck of a way to give back or pay it forward or however you want to say it. And it literally costs nothing but time. And I tell people all the time, just to follow up what you just said, if you're not, you're missing out on the joy of life. Mm-hmm. Because if you're if you're not volunteering or doing something in your community to give back, and it doesn't have to be boots for troops. It can be whatever you want it to be, but giving back and being um, being a part of your community and making the world a better place. There's no better feeling. I've felt every emotion in this world from sadness to all of it, happiness, angry, you know, all we can go through all the different emotions. And the best emotion I ever feel is when I'm able to impact somebody, somebody, somebody else's life in a positive way. So yeah, go experience it, volunteer and, and help the world be a better place. Yeah, without a doubt. So there's uh, I volunteer at church, as you know, and it's something simple as a greeter. You know, I'm just I'm at the door when people walk up. And I've seen you there. <laughs> you have. And uh, smile on your face. <laughs> well, and that's it, right? Yeah. Even when you're having a bad day, it all goes away sure. when you're giving, Absolutely. I think. And um, there was a, a young person at the door with me and, and they were texting. Yeah. You know, and, and and the people were walking by as I'm saying good morning, and they, they didn't pull their head up from their phone and said, hey, just do me a favor. Just put your phone away for a second. I want you to watch what happens when you say good morning to someone. Yeah. You know, and you just never know what someone's going through. And they the person walked up, their head was down. They were probably just thinking, of it, not necessarily having a bad day, but just mind was elsewhere. And as soon as he said good morning, how are you today? Their face lit up. You know, and it's that's that simple. I know. It's, it's actually, you're 100% right. So crazy. Just saying good morning maybe somebody feels like they don't have anybody right you know and then you just tell them good morning so now they feel a part of being there so you're being recognized yeah you're 100 right yeah little things little things yeah 
Absolutely. <clears throat> so we've discussed those currently enlisted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I promised our audience we would talk about our veterans as well. And we have many ver- veterans in our industries. We talked about literally almost a million in transportation as a yeah. whole. Um, you provide programs for veterans as well. The first being one of my favorites, which is the service dog training. Um, can you take us uh, take a moment to walk us through the program and maybe give us an update on Trooper and Liberty, two of the dogs that are in the program? Certainly. Um, so a few years ago, we wanted to find a way to connect with uh, the veteran community. So as as you know, we're we're very active in the active duty community. And we say, how do we connect? Uh, with the veterans and um i just think dogs and animals are you know who doesn't love dogs and animals <laughs> i mean so i was very intrigued by the um how the uh, the service dog could help a veteran especially our veterans who have seen the worst and dealt with the worst <clears throat> and i thought what better way to make an impact than once a year we fund a a service dog that's going to be given to a veteran who really needs it and uh can so one of the, or- the or- one of the organizations that we work with that trains these dogs for every every dog that they've given to a veteran that veteran has never committed suicide so wow. that just shows like the success rate um of the program and so every time we we train and fund a dog we we could possibly be saving the life of a veteran so mm. uh we love the dogs trooper We've done, I think this is our fourth dog. Okay. Liberty is our fourth dog. Um, we've done Trooper. I can't, I can't think of the names right now, but yeah. Um, Doc was our first one, but, uh, yeah, they're just, I think it's just the best way for us as an org. It was the way as an organization, we wanted to connect with veterans one way. Yeah. And zero, um, failure rate if you want to say that but a hundred percent of the veterans who've gotten a dog uh haven't committed suicide yeah. what is a suicide rate it is extremely high well you hear it all the time i think it's like 22 a day or something My like goodness. that so so just think of yeah. all the good that you all are doing both with the, those that are enlisted and with their veterans to wow yeah <clears throat> so that's heavy but in a good way no for sure yeah that's that's amazing um the other veter- other veteran programs is called honor our heroes uh, which per your website, it describes it as the honor our heroes program is designed to honor those who have previously served. And we do this con- to continue to show our appreciation for the sacrifices made by our veterans. So can you tell us a little bit about that program? Yeah, that you said that the appreciation word again, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's yeah. really what it's about is appreciating their service. So at all of our events, we recognize uh, service members locally um, and some are not local. They may be, here, here visiting or home on leave or I don't know, different. Anyways, we, we, we bring them up on stage. We, we call it to the crowd, how many years they served, what branch, and we give them a gift and just say, Hey, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. And also through that program, we do things like disaster relief. Um, so if there's like a, sorry, mm-hmm. um, if there's like a natural disaster or there's the, a family that needs, assistance with a funeral for burying a veteran or just recently we had a like a a vietnam vet family who couldn't afford the funeral so we we step up and we help cover funeral costs for veterans um like i said disaster relief if they need new furniture because their house got flooded or we also do some things like send softball veteran softball teams to travel and play softball Mm -hmm. and it's a team of all veterans they get to go to you know oklahoma from texas and play in a softball tournament Okay. But that camaraderie that those those veterans get on that time together is important. 
Yeah. So we do things like that's kind of what the Honor Our Heroes program is. Okay. And then there was one that actually made the news here recently, right? Um, and I can't think of the gentleman's <laughs> name, but um, where several volunteers from Boots for Troops helped to get their air conditioning going. Sure. I mean, in this crazy heat, and here it's 110 heat index here in Houston today. Yeah. And the gentleman is a veteran, I believe, of the Navy, right? I yes. Think? Yes. And he had no air conditioning and maybe no power. Yeah. He. I don't know all the details. I know the house was the veterans' house was in bad shape, and uh, you know, two of our again our volunteers. <laughs> I talked about this at the gala last weekend. How my schedule gets very busy, and I don't have as much time as I used to to go out and visit all these people that we need to visit with. Mm -hmm. But we have such great volunteers who've been around the organization for so long, and they're such advocates for it that they can go and be a face for the organization and do just as good a job as I can of visiting that veteran, finding out what he needs, and then come back and say, hey, here's what the, here's what the veteran needs. Here's how we can help. And then we can use our resources to say, hey, and it's, it was Joe Bryant, Casey Howard, and Samantha Smith who went out there and uh, they came back to me. They tell me what they need. And the big thing was he needed an electrician to rewire his house. So yeah. I got up on stage at the gala at the podium and I said, if there's any electricians in the room, I need to talk to you after this because I have a job for you. And then uh, kind of cornered them and said, hey, we need your help on something. And so we work as a team and everybody plays a part and then we get the job done. That's right. And it worked. <laughs> yeah, and it did. So we had four or five electricians in the room that night and they all said, what can we do to help this veteran? So, you know just people's heart yeah and it was <laughs> working as a team yeah it was amazing to see that the news got a hold of it here locally uh -huh. in houston and ran with it and uh that's really and it was was it home depot that also stepped home up? depot yeah home depot has been a great partner with us on many of these type of uh projects yeah yeah wow that's great well speaking of partnering <laughs> so i'm gonna make a little announcement here okay. and for our, for our listeners and our viewers um, I'm proud to announce that Boots for Troops has agreed to partner with the American Railroading Podcast to hold a drawing for a veteran in the rail industry to receive and honor our heroes gift package. So here's what they'll need to do. I, I wrote all this down so I don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> so you must uh, be nominated by someone else. So you can't nominate yourselves. Um, but in order to be considered, the nominee must be an active or retired employee of a company in the rail industry. And if you'd like to nominate someone, you can go to the Boots for Troops website at bootsfortroops.org. That's boots and the number four troops.org. And then you click on programs, you click on honor our heroes, and then nominate a hero. And then you'll need to provide the following information, the nominee's name, uh, the branch of the military, their rank, the years served, medals and awards, a copy of their DD-214 as a verification of service. And then there's a, a little area you can uh, type in why you feel uh, this hero should be honored. And please start out that paragraph by uh, putting the American Railroading Podcast in quotes so that um, Boots for Troops will know it's a part of this drawing. And then, uh, yeah, enlist the rail company that they're currently working for retired from. And we'll be accepting nominations until August 31st. And then we'll be doing a drawing at the end of our September episode. So maybe you can come back and join us for when we, when we do the drawing. Certainly. And I tell you what, if we get enough entries, maybe we'll do more than one. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. And just let me say that whatever the registration process is to do this is going to be well worth it because we're going to make sure this veteran's hooked up. Yeah. With probably some new boots. And, you know, if they like if they like bourbon or we'll find out what their favorite things are in life and we'll make it very special. So it'll be worth the, 
the couple minutes or the five minutes you have to go through the the process here. So if you have a veteran in your family, like like Don said, or somebody you want to nominate, this is an opportunity to do something special for them. Absolutely. And to your point, should they then list uh, things in the, in the one paragraph that they would like? Yeah. Okay. You can do that in like in the where you when they're describing why they should be nominated. Okay. Maybe just list some things. But we'll reach once we choose, we can also reach back out to that person true. and say, Hey, like tell us more. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Okay. Now just remember you can't nominate yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Secretly but, you could. But you but. could always get someone to nominate you, which would just also go tell work. your wife, babe, go nominate me for this. <laughs> I want this really well, cool box. That would work, right? <laughs> that would work. So start sending your nominations in today. We're really excited about this. So Jimmy, thank you. And Lindsay, I know you're listening. So thank you both for being willing to do that. Um, Believe it or not, we're getting close here to the end of our episode already. And so are there any thoughts you'd like to share with our audience uh, to say to our veterans? Because I think it's neat that we talked about enlisted members as well, because I know there's a lot of people listening who have members of their family that are currently serving so they can reach out and request a care package right themselves sure. and so do you have anything to say to our veterans and enlisted members how much time do i have you got as much time <laughs> as you want <laughs> now i just you know i'm a veteran myself so i i definitely want to say uh, thank you for your service to all the veterans in the railroad community i know that uh the railroad industry has been a great um supporter and partner with veterans and uh so thank you for for all the leaders and the executives who put a priority on that um other than that just uh, as veterans just continue to be leaders and get involved with organizations like boots for troops and and one of the reasons i wanted another reason i wanted to do the organizations i wanted to stay connected to not only the people that i had served with but the people that who would serve after me and uh and just support our men and women because we've all been there as veterans we know what it's like so if you're out now and you're and you're a veteran, is our it's our now it's our turn to support those that are serving. So, um, just thank you for your service. Thank you, Don, for <laughs> highlighting this in this episode, and uh, I'm very grateful to be a part of it. Well, thank you. And I want to also give a shout out to the Sailor Jimmy podcast. Okay, that's your podcast. <laughs> so, you want to tell us a little bit about that and where people can find it? I'll say that you're you're way more prepared than than I am for, <laughs> on your podcast, but. Uh, I, I need to do a little, I need to be more like Don Walsh and his American railroading podcast. Help, we have brother. the same producer and he's probably thinking, I hope Jimmy's learning something. <laughs> no, but uh, no, my podcast is uh, we, you know, we do, we do like interview styles, kind of like what you're doing now. We bring in uh, different people, artists, musicians, sports uh, figures and journalists. And there's really no theme to it. It's about current events, sports, anything really. It's kind of an open book, but uh, we have a lot of fun. You can find it on all the platforms that your podcast is on or anywhere you get a podcast. Feel free to listen. Um, ours is probably explicit, or what do you call it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, ours is considered clean. Yeah, yours is clean. Sometimes we have guests that uh, aren't as clean as me, but it's a fun <laughs> podcast, and uh, we love doing it. Okay. And then, once again, if people want to learn more about Boots for Troops, donate, um, learn about upcoming events, they can go to www.bootsfortroops.org. That's Boots, the number four, Troops. Dot org and uh yeah will you be interested in joining us again for a future episode absolutely anytime anything for you don wow. you do so much for me so anything for you i appreciate it and again, i won't make you pay a booking fee ever. well i thank you <laughs> yeah. i appreciate that and again i love you man i love you too <laughs> and folks that uh at the end of this episode here, I just want to let you know that merchandise is on the way. So we're going to be having merch coming in here pretty soon in the next month or so, including the fact that we're creating a challenge coin. And Jimmy, you're familiar with challenge coin. 
challenge going, right? I have a whole rack of challenge uh, going. All right, so yeah, we're I want to go. I want to make sure I get one of those. All right, well, you will. Just do it on a rare, do it one night when I'm least expecting it. Okay, <laughs> and so so I actually heard uh, from our, our congressman for District Eight here, Morgan Luttrell, uh, the process of handing off a challenge coin. Yeah. So so uh, I remembered that. Funny, I spoke to him this morning too. Well, there you go. So uh, <laughs> I needed a favor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we've got challenge coins coming. We got merch coming. And I also wanted to take a minute to recognize our anchor sponsor, the Revolution Rail Group. So we're a consulting and brokering firm in the rail car industry. Uh, whether you're doing a merger and acquisition, you need some guidance on whether you're looking to improve your throughput processes, um, we can help with all of those things. And also on the brokering side, if you're looking to buy, sell, lease, or sublease rail cars, we can help you there. You can reach out to us at 844 and you can also reach us at uh, the therevolutionrailgroup.com. Stay tuned for our July episode. It's going to be amazing. I promise you're going to love it. Um, and happy, have a happy and safe Independence Day. Jimmy, thank you again for joining us and being here in studio. You are our first studio guest. Um, so thank Historical. you for that. Historical it episode is. Right it's, a, it's a landmark <laughs> event. Uh, and with that, I say God bless. Make it a great day. And thank you for joining us. See you next time. Thanks for joining us on the American Railroading Podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on a future episode or want to support or sponsor the show, please visit our website at AmericanRailroading.net. Thanks again for joining us today, and we'll see you next time on the American Railroading Podcast.